There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing the insanity, <laughs> the absolute brilliance of episode one of season two of Happy. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we thought last season was messed up. Yeah. So apparently... To a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they're like, let's see, how can we screw with people's heads even more? And they did. But before we jump into that, let's get some of these ratings news. All right. Episode one brought in a 0.11 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.337 million viewers, making it the 85th rated cable show for the day. Where's our viewers from last season? They must have got taken out by blue. (laughs) Something happened. But July plus seven, they tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.3 for an increase of 200%, and was second in viewers percentage gain, going from 0.338 to 0.880 million viewers for an increase of 160%. There's everyone. Much better. Over three quarters of a million viewers for live plus seven. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, God, there's just so much insanity happening. I don't know where to start. So I guess we will start at the beginning, shall we? Episode one, The War on Easter. Sax is clean-ish, but somehow the filth just seems to find him. I really do think it's in his contract. He has to show his butt at least a couple times a season, or if not once an episode, yeah. But cheese and rice this episode like i don't even know why i i censored myself there because we start with a bunch of nuns praying and crying and somebody in a terrifying leather mask and then we see that the nuns are strapped with explosives this can't end well no and you have one nun that says to the younger one at least we're all going to die together And then that nun seemed to think to herself, screw that, and took off running. And then the rest of them took off just hauling ass. They're knocking each other over and knocking each other out and grabbing garbage cans with throwing stuff. And it looked like at one point they were going through almost like a farmer's market. Right. Or like a carnival or something. And then you see something glowing and you see one nun reach in and it's a glowing Easter egg. And inside the egg is a remote. And again, this can only end well. Right. It's not going to turn what you've got strapped on your back off. Right. But she hits it because, yeah, apparently, which we find out later, that's what he said. He would turn it off. But instead, it it sets off the devices. 
And we start getting nuns going boom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Causing terror in the streets. That was messed up. Now, granted, the way they had them all go boom was so messed up. But it was it was weird because obviously you don't get like the blood and gore. It was just like, what is happening though? I when it started like that, I I don't think I was able to pick my jaw up for a good like ten minutes. I'm like, holy crap! And then we get to go to Nick Sachs, who's sleeping, and his alarm goes off at noon. Yeah, and like I said, butt ass naked. But he's greeted by Happy, and they're working on sobriety. Sure, we are. Yeah, and we have Nick later on the street walking, and Happy's just going on and on about. This is great. We're doing so great. You've been sick for a while. Because he's taking, was it cough syrup? Yeah. But we get kind of a midnight cowboy um, homage. Yeah. And I honestly didn't realize that was midnight cowboy until you had actually pointed that out. Because, you know, I'm walking here. Because that also happens in Miss Congeniality. So it happens when I don't see the classic. So apparently our former cop, hitman all around good guy who's had an AA meeting and he's making a scene because why not he's only there for the donuts and coffee anyway right and then it's just really cute and they say that because the nun scene but he was in front of a liquor store crying because it's a Thursday (laughs) (laughs) oh and I love it happy he's like you're doing so good it's like am I Am I? Oh, and it, again, they keep throwing these like, you know, nods to other movies. Oh, yeah. Because again, you find find it. I haven't seen this movie in so long. But as he's crying in front of the liquor store, it's like one of the ace from 2001 Space Odyssey standing before the sinister black monolith right down to the sound. It's been so long since I've seen that. It's like not even clicking. But sober living. Nick is a really interesting specimen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's... The odds of Nick making it through this are not looking well right now. <laughs> uh, but we get some daddy-daughter time because he wants to be a better dad to Haley. But it's not so smooth. Especially when he has to sit down with her teacher for a chat about his daughter's trouble. <laughs> I don't know why I found it so funny. But it was quite amusing. Oh, absolutely. It was awesome to see Nick stand up for his girl and basically tell them that they're the ones that's got the problem, not her. Right. What do you mean she's got an anti-authoritarian attitude? Uh, what, what smart kid doesn't? You're just not, you're not challenging her. It's like, well, you know, he was on the right track and then apparently he took a hard left. Yeah. So it's like that didn't work out. No, it just made it worse. Yeah. And then we get really creepy stuff happening, which I really didn't think it could keep getting creepier this episode, but it does. Yeah. Because we have Sunny Shine, apparently at Vatican City, talking to the Pope about holiday rebranding because Easter needs a little spit polish. It's the Alzheimer's ravaged mother-in-law of holidays. I want to know in the writer's room how they come up with some of this oh, stuff. absolutely. <laughs> they definitely needed to have a camera inside the writer's room 
while they were writing these episodes right? so we could see just how demented <laughs> we really are. <laughs> like, what didn't make the cut if yeah. that's what did? It's like, really? But I guess it's a perfect fit, right? The Vatican and everything that's been coming out lately about not so great things and kids but let's partner with a creep like sonny shall we yeah and how is he still even kicking i feel like i don't know somewhere he should have been dead captured right i don't don't know eaten by the weird creepy things that were i can't remember what those things were called wishes yeah those weird things no but we get more weirdness happen. I'm telling you, if this is episode one, what the hell is the last episode going to look like? We get to go to jail with Blue. And it's a little less glamorous than it was on the outside, isn't it? Oh, just a little bit, yeah. But, uh... Got this huge roommate. Yeah. Apparently, Blue's dreaming about, I don't know, being a cowboy. And when he wakes up, you have his cellmate big pink and looking at him all googly eyed it's like what oh mg all right this is a a real capital letters wtf that you know is happening there and not quite sure i want to know everything no and let me see in the yard we have people who don't like him either and want him dead and blue's like i'm not taking your shit not dealing with any of this and he's told Mr. Bug isn't too happy with you. It's like, oh, you is that creepy thing going to get inside too? Yeah. <laughs> you have Sonny's people on the inside that are trying to take Blue out. And we'll see how well that works against God. And speaking of bugging out, poor Amanda. She has to deal with Sonny's presence just everywhere. Right. And she is not taking it well. No, no, she's not. And I feel like she is going a little over the top with the day drinking, which we see later on. Yes. But Nick shows up at her job with Haley because, oh, yeah, I I had a meeting. It went okay. But? but um, yeah, Haley got booted, so we need to find another school. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll talk to you later. It's like, wait, wait, what? No, 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 no. You better come back here. Yeah. You can run, Nick, but you cannot hide. <laughs> yeah, no, especially not from her. She's going to be pissed. Yeah. Oh, so who else did we not covered yet? Oh, yes, Meredith, who's not a cop anymore. No. It looks like uh, the bad cops got her booted off the uh, force. I'm really kind of surprised. Or maybe she was just fed up. It could be either way. I mean, she seemed to know that half the forest was dirty, so. Well, she's a realtor now. Imagine that. Yeah, what does this mean? Well, that nice place that Nick was staying in? Hmm. Not here. Yes, but somehow he's been sneaking into all of her listings and staying there. Yeah. And he's like, listen, I need to get a nice apartment so Haley can come see me. And she's like, then get an apartment. <laughs> On your own. Oh, but this is so much better because it's cheaper because it's free. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. You almost feel like she wants to help him out. And then she's like, 
I can't because you're just a nutter. Something's happening. I know it's happening. Right. And, well. Yeah, something's happening all right because Happy's meandered to the bathroom and, oh, look, puberty. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, wait, an imaginary friend is going through puberty? Yeah. I thought that was weird. And I love how Meredith is like, yeah, I can't really move past the whole thing with Sunny either, but we have to. And I, what about Blue? But no, I can't. I have to go past. But has she? Not no. at all. Because when she gets to her apartment, we can see she really hasn't moved past anything. No. The murder wall is enveloped the entire apartment. That was crazy. Yeah. That was a lot of pieces of yarn going to everywhere. Yes, it was. Oh, so let's go back to prison. How about you take this for a minute? Blue has a visitor, his sister Isabella and her spooky old Italian lady friend. Yes, the old witch. Knows he's been having nightmares. Her boy Mikey carried an ancient spirit passed from the dawn to him, which now exists within Blue. Yes, because somehow this old lady knew about all of it. Right. Been tracking this guy's this spirit since she's been old enough to walk, probably. Maybe it was something with her family. Yeah, more than likely. Woman calls the spirit Orcus, and it has gone from generation to generation in the Scarmucci family. Orcus can only continue through the bloodline if Isabella lives. I love that, because Isabella's like, yeah, so wait a second, what? Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing we know, the old lady... Dabs her in the ear with the knitting needle. Yeah, uh, I guess she ain't making it. Nope. And Blue, or Blue's demon, looks pissed. Yeah. Orcus is not a happy camper. I really thought for a second it was going to pass. And I'm like, oh, maybe no. Like, pass like through the, the holes to talk to uh, right. Isabella. Yes. Because I'm guessing if it managed to pass, then the old lady would have been dead. Yep. Absolutely. Of course, we see Nick is working as a cabbie. Imagine that. Stole it from somebody. Somebody. (laughs) And picks up a guy who wants to find a girl. Yes, because we've seen a girl run away. Yeah. So, of course, Max helps him. And we get to see his old pal from season one. I wasn't 100% sure if that was her. Yeah, it was. Okay. And... It starts getting weird when the guy asks her her blood type. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Hold on a minute. And they go into a big factory where she's asked to change into a costume and a bunch of old creepy dudes stand around watching. Of course, Nick is very uncomfortable with the situation and wants to hang around, protect her, but she's tells him she can handle it. Well, because she's pretty much sick of Nick at this point. Yeah. And so I love it. He's like, Happy, why don't you go look and make sure she's okay? Right. Yeah. And Happy's like, yeah, it looks like they're having a party. There's a big, great big tub filled with ice. It's like, what? But there's no drinks in it. I don't know what's happening. It's like, okay. And I love it because the fight scene. Oh, yeah. It was like a non-fight scene. But it was hilarious. hard not be out of control like he was in season one and it just it's like he didn't have to even do anything for all the madness to ensue oh absolutely not it follows him wherever he goes it does yeah 
And I don't, what do you think the funniest part of it is? Oh, the way he's trying to t- take them down without killing them was just absolutely hilarious. I love the, uh, uh, what was it? Was it the forklift? Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Yes, because we find out that they were trying to get an organ for the old guy who was in the back. Right. And he's like, yeah, black market. It's worth a ton of money. It's like, really? Yeah. Oh, all, all of this. Okay. Didn't know. Yeah. I didn't even try. And so the, I don't know why we think a gory fight scene was amusing, but it was. Right. I mean, obviously, if you watch this, you understand. But then we get just, oh, my God. You need a palate cleanser after this yeah. one. So let's talk about the really disturbing, which, again, with everything that happened this episode, this is saying a lot. Oh, yeah. As we see a leather bunny man lurking outside of Amanda and Haley's house. Yeah. Not a good thing. No. And see later that he's got the dude whose safe word is Tallahassee locked in a cage in another location. Sure, that's going to go over great. Yeah. Gets a visit from his employer, Sonny, asking about Meredith and Nick Tubba. Sonny has considered killing them off to cover his tracks. Yeah, you probably should have done that when you had the opportunity. Right. Season one. Yeah. And we end the episode with Leather Bunny Man removing his mask, revealing none other than Smoothie. What the hell? We should have got rid of him in in season one, too. It's like nobody dead? No. What is happening? There's a lot of big people dead, just none of the- Not none of the main characters. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, well, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. Okay, apparently nobody died. All right. We can't get rid of any bad guys whatsoever. Well, oh my God. What do you guys think about this? And am I the only one that was really, like, disturbed and entertained at the same time? Oh God, I have problems. But anyway- we do hope you are enjoying this, <laughs> the podcast and this really messed up show. So please rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends because you know if you're into the show, you want them into this twisted depravity that you're watching as well. I know I tell people about it. Oh, yeah. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Holy giblets, I'm standing in the middle of a goddamn gold mine of blood and guts. And until next time.